Amen. That's what salvation in Jesus Christ will do. It will take us from the power of darkness and place us in the light of His Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you're going through this world without Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're still in darkness. You're still under the control of Satan and you're still being influenced by him. And you don't have the power or the strength to say no. But you turn your heart and your life over to Jesus Christ and you will. You'll receive authority given to you by Jesus Christ over the powers of darkness. Praise God. You have your Bibles this morning. Turn to Ephesians chapter 1 as we're on our 11th lesson on a series that we've entitled Spiritual Warfare. Today, I want us to understand that authority we have in Jesus Christ. Listen to me. As a believer in Jesus Christ, the moment you ask Jesus Christ, come into your heart, save your soul, and and, and begin living your life for Him, you have authority transferred to you by Jesus Christ to overcome the darkness of this world, to overcome the evil one, to be able to say no to sin. Now, Paul puts it this way to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. Understanding our authority as a believer. That's one thing that very few people in our churches understand, is that you can say no to Satan, okay? Here's what Paul says. I also pray, now look at this, Paul is praying that we would understand the incredible greatness of God's power for who? So what's it say? You can talk to me. i give you permission to talk. Again, that we understand God's great power to who? The preacher, right? Who? Us. Who, are we? who is us? You as a believer in Jesus Christ. Don't miss this. You can't miss this. Paul said, guys, I'm just praying that you would understand the greatness of God's power to you. To you who believes in Him. And this is the same mighty power, he says, that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in a place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Think about that. You, as a believer in Jesus Christ, has been granted the authority, granted the power, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. Verse 21. And He, speaking about Jesus, is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of who? Talk to me. The church. Who is the church? You as a believer in Jesus Christ. Don't don't miss this, folks. This is why so many people who claim to be saved are just always falling into sin. Okay? Because he says here, the authority of Christ is there for the benefit of you, a believer in Jesus Christ, you, the church, verse 23, and the church is his body, is made uh, full and complete by Christ who fills all things uh, everywhere in himself. Boy, that's some great 
words there, folks. And, and we just don't understand it many times. We've looked at a great number of things when it comes to this area of spiritual warfare. And the main thing that we have seen is that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, the weapons that we have to use to fight the devil, the weapons that we have to use to fight the enemy cannot be physical weapons. It has to be spiritual weapons if we're going to stand. We spent a number of weeks looking at all this armor that God has provided to you as a believer. Again, lost person don't have this. If you're here this morning, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You have not one piece of this armor to protect you from the devil. But we've looked at, as we are looking at this, at, uh, that God has given us these things to fight the wiles of the devil. We talked about that belt of truth that we put around our waist. We talked about that breastplate of righteousness, you know, that, 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 that we put on to protect us from all the, the fiery darts Satan throws our way. We talked about the, the, the shoes of the gospel of peace. We talked about that shield of faith that we can stand behind. And boy, when them fiery darts start coming, we can just block all them fiery darts. God has provided that to us. We talked uh, last week about that helmet of salvation that's there to protect our mind from all these things that Satan is going to try to fill our head with and, and, and cause us to lose the battle. Listen, if you lose the battle in an everyday basis on, in your life, it's because one of two things. Either you're not a child of God or else you're not adorning yourself with the things that God has made available to you. Okay, and we're going to add a third, that you're not using the authority he has given you to say no to the devil. Well, this is going to be great this morning. Having the right armor is important, and we must be willing to wear it daily if we're to win these everyday battles in life. Listen to me before we jump off into this. If there is a sin in your life that just constantly, you know, gets you, that pulls you down, that you just can't say no to, that you just give in to every time you're tempted with that sin. I don't care what that sin is. I don't care if it's drugs, if it's alcohol, if it's pornography, homosexuality, whatever it might be, and you're constantly giving in to it, listen to me, if you're a child of God and you're a, truly a child of God, then you're not using the authority Jesus has set, gave to you to say no to that sin, to say no to that devil. You would rather go ahead and do what it is that you're desiring to do rather than exercise the authority he has given. Look here, let, let, let's get started on this. I, 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 this is going to be great this morning, okay? First of all, we have to understand our authority in Christ. Every Christian that is a true believer in Christ, okay? I was talking to Brother Danny out in the foyer this morning, and, and we got to talking about the 80-20 principle, you know, and how I believe that me personally, okay, me personally, there's three trash cans in the foyer. If you don't like what I'm saying, throw it in the trash on your way out, okay? But when Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23, many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord. Have I not prophesied in thy name, and thy name cast out devils, and thy name done many wonderful works? You know what he's talking about? He's talking about church people. And that's at the great white throne judgment. That simply means they're lost and fixing to get cast into hell. I believe 
in the 80-20 principle. Now, get this. I believe that 80% of the people within our churches are as lost as a goose. Amen or oh me, yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to say amen to that. I firmly believe that. Even Billy Graham said years ago his figure is 85%. I'm not going to buck Billy Graham. But his figure is that 85% of the people in our churches are lost. And they're going to be standing there before Jesus one day and hear those sad words, I never knew you. I never knew you. How sad that is going to be, folks. But listen, every true believer in Christ, okay, true believer in Christ has authority over the enemy, yet many do not even realize they have this authority or they just simply choose to not operate in it. Look, so, so you could put on every piece of armor, but if you fail to exercise the, the authority that Christ has given to you over Satan, over the enemy, over his demons, if you fail to exercise that authority, that armor is not going to do you very much good. It's not going to benefit you whatsoever. You know, that, that would be like, uh, of course, it's baseball season now. Okay, the, in fact, the Astros got a home game today. If you uh, hope Dwayne didn't leave and try to run up there. But anyway, or down there, he's an Astro fan. He's sitting out in the foyer, so he's probably hearing me. Anyway, but here, here's the thing. Let's just use old Dwayne for an example since he's not in the room to defend himself, okay? Oh. All right. Let's just say Dwayne shows up at the Astro game. He's got him a ball. He's got him a glove. He's got him a bat, okay? And, and he, he's got him the, the pants. He's got the Astro shirt. He's got the Astro cap. He is decked out. He is looking the part. But rather than going out on the field, he's, he looks the part, doesn't he? Got everything that he needs. But rather than going out on the field with his team, he goes up in the stands with the crowd. With the crowd. Can I tell you something? It doesn't matter what he looks like, okay? He may look like a ball player, but if you're not on the field, folks, even though you have all the things you need, if you're not on the field, if you're, if you're not in the game, if you're in with the crowd, you are not a benefit to your team whatsoever. Now, what is authority? Okay, in the, in the Oxford Language Dictionary, I, I looked in a couple of dictionaries, uh, I don't know, two or three, but this is the one I like the most, the definition of authority. The definition of authority simply says this, the power or right to give orders. Now, we're talking about here the authority Jesus has given us over Satan. Would that kind of infer there that we have the authority to give orders to Satan? Hey, Jesus set that example. Remember when he was in the wilderness and he was being tempted? What did he say? Get thee behind me. Is that giving an order? Listen to me. Jesus has transferred that authority to us. And just like Jesus set the example, hey guys, here's how you use your authority. You give him an order to get behind you. You don't have to give in to him. Okay? It's to give order, make decisions. We're talking about authority. And enforce obedience. Oh, 
Wow, look at here. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you the ability to enforce obedience in your life, and you don't have to give in to Satan. Now, I know this ain't what we want to hear this morning. We want to hear, I have no choice. Again, another East Texas phrase, hogwash. You do it because you want to do it. I'm talking about giving in to sin. Because if you're a true believer in Christ, one of the 20% that I talked about a while ago, remember I said about 80% are lost in our church, but if you're in that 20% and you're a true believer in Christ, you're doing it because you choose to. Because authority has been given to you to say no. Authority has been given to you to give orders to Satan. Authority has been given to you to make that decision to tell him to get thee behind me. And uh, authority has been given to you to enforce obedience within your life. Now, the Greek, in the Greek language, the word simply means this, the right to exercise power. So Jesus has given you the authority to exercise the power that he has given you. So with this definition in mind, here's what we see. Our authority in Christ is the right we have, okay, to command or exercise power over Satan and his evil forces. Folks, that's, that's a lot said right there. That's a lot right there. So what does this mean for you and me when it comes to spiritual warfare? We must understand that, though, uh, that through no authority of our own. Now, understand, this is no authority of our own, okay? But through the authority of Jesus Christ, we have authority over our thoughts. We have authority over our behavior. We have authority over our actions and every other means by which Satan goes about with his attacks upon us. You have that authority. You have that right. Look, but again, the reason that many believers are constantly failing for those, for, for falling for those wiles of the devil is because they're not choosing, they're not choosing to exercise the authority they have over Satan and simply take control of their thoughts by behavior and their actions. Now, remember, we said within the Greek language, the word authority means the right to exercise power. Now, the question is, what is power? Okay? Again, looking at the definition in, in the Oxford Language Dictionary, the word power is defi uh, defined as this, a right or authority that is given or delegated to a person or a body. Look at that. Look at that again a right or authority that is given or delegated delegated to a person or a body. Folks, Jesus has de uh, delegated, delegated his authority and his power to you and me as believers in Christ. He's delegated it. It's no power of our own. He simply says, I'm de delegating this to you. I'm giving you the right to use this authority, to use this power. So don't miss this. This authority means the right to exercise power, and power is defined as the authority that is given or delegated to a child of God. Therefore, authority is the right we have as believers in Christ to exercise the ability to act or the right to exercise the delegated authority Jesus has given to us. Now, that means two things. First of all, Without authority, you have no right to use power, okay? Without authority, you have no right to use power. 
And secondly, without power that he gives, your authority is meaningless. You don't have the power. Your authority is meaningless. So you do have no ability or strength on your own with which to produce the power needed to defeat the enemy. Now, what all this means is this. You have all ability you need to produce the strength to fight off the devil, but that power can only come about as a result of us exercising the authority you have in Christ to use that power. If you never act in the authority you have, your power will never be of any value to you. So where does this authority come from? Jesus has given all authority. It comes from him. Again, nothing on my own. Nothing on my own. You know, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus said, All power, don't miss this, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. All power. That means every bit of it. Now, the Greek word translated power in this verse is the same word for authority, so therefore all authority is given to Jesus. In fact, the New American Standard Bible puts it this way. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. And you know what he does with that authority? He delegates it to us as believers. He says, you have the right to use this. It's mine. It belongs to me. But I am giving you the right to use this authority, to use this power over the enemy. You know, we many times miss what Jesus is saying to us, uh, you know, which is the authority to exercise power given to Jesus covers all of heaven and all of earth. And because of that, we too can go in his authority, okay, and receive the power needed to go against the enemy. In fact, looking further at this passage, here's what Jesus had to say uh, in Matthew 28, verse 19. Go who? Oh, come on. You can say it louder than that. I can't hear you. Go who? Who is ye? Me. Us. We. Go ye therefore. Hmm. What's therefore mean? Therefore is referring to what he has just said in verse 18. All authority has been given to me. So go you. Therefore because of the authority I have, because of the authority I have given you, and go you and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Amen. That's the way it is. Okay? Amen. What's he say? All authority that I have, I give to you. Therefore, because I have given you this authority, get out there and do what you're sent to do. Get out there and be little Christ. Be out there and, and take the gospel to a lost and dying world. Look, look again, don't miss this. Therefore is making reference to you and me having the authority to go in Jesus' name and carry out the task he's given us to do, you know, with the authority to break through any barriers any barriers that Satan may put before us, you know, from carrying out the mission. Jesus, don't miss this, Jesus has transferred 
his power and his authority over Satan to you as a believer in him. Therefore, you have nothing to fear. Nothing to fear whatsoever. Man, ain't that good news? Maybe I'd have got more amens if I'd have said it correctly. Isn't that good news? <laughs> That's what I thought. Hey, I'm from East Texas. I can use that weird language, okay, that some English teachers would do. Okay, so anyway, let, let's look on here, okay? Because Jesus is in the position of authority over all principalities, over all power, over all might, over all dominion of this world, and, and that which is in the world to come, now that, look at this, that position is a benefit for we, his children. It's a benefit for us that Jesus has all authority. Why? Because he has transferred that authority to us. He has delegated that authority to us. That's a benefit. Let, let, let's look back at uh, Ephesians 1, if you're still there, uh, 21 and 23. Now, he is above all any ruler or authority or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for what? The benefit of the church. Now, how can that be any more clear? That he has delegated his authority, he has dedicated his power over the evil forces to the church, his people, those who are believers. Are we grasping the, the, the meaning of that? Are we grasping the benefit we have in this spiritual warfare? We can win this spiritual warfare, folks, on a daily basis if we use that authority he has given us over Satan. But... I'm not going to call some believers cockroaches, okay? But some, some people remind me, you know how a cockroach, when he walks over something, that's, you know, the, where you've done sprayed and all that, and he just gets on his back and throws his feet up. He's dead. There's a lot of church members, okay, who are on their back with their feet up because they've given up. When all along Jesus says, you have the authority you have the authority. Why not use it? Why not use it? Uh, where am I at here? Let's go to number three, John. Because believers are in Christ, authority is made available to them. Turn with me, if you would, to Philippians 2. Philippians 2. I'm not going to let you get out of turning in your Bibles this morning. So. Philippians chapter 2. We're talking here about because believers are in Christ, that authority is made available to us. I mean, we've done seen it there in Ephesians, but Paul even told the church at Galatia. Look what he says to them. Philippians 2, verse 9 through 11. We're told that all authority and all power is found in the name of Jesus Christ. He says this, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, boy, Paul Paul was into that, how God's exalted Jesus, lifted him up far above all principalities and stuff. And he's given him a name which is above every name, 
that at the name of Jesus, don't miss this, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Now look, in other words, at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Our authority is made available through the name of Jesus Christ. Now don't miss this because there are some denominations out there that they think if anything gets done, they've got to say, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. That's not what this passage is teaching, and they use this passage for that purpose. Look here. Our authority is made available through the name of Jesus. Now, understand, this is not saying that the name of Jesus is some magical word, and that's what some believe. Well, I've got to say it in Jesus' name. Like, it's a magical word. It's not a magical word. And that's not what Paul is trying to say there. It is simply letting us know that all authority, all power, everything that we need to be victorious over Satan comes through Jesus and him only. It's not a magical name. I mean, just because you say, okay, uh, Satan's after me today. In Jesus' name, I demand you to get back. Okay, in Jesus' name, I demand you to do this and that. It's okay if you want to say that, but that's not what that passage is teaching. It's not, you're using Jesus' name as a magical word that if you don't say that, Satan won't get behind you. That's not what we're being taught in God's word. We're simply being taught that that power, that authority to say no to the devil, that power, that authority you have to tell him to get the, uh, behind you only comes through Jesus who has given us the right to that power, who has delegated that power over to us. Does that make sense? I don't know. It makes sense to me, but my peanut brain, a lot of things make sense. All right, here's the next thing. As believers, God has delivered us from the power of darkness and placed us in the kingdom of his son, Jesus Christ. Okay? Look at Colossians. Since we're flipping, let's just flip on to Colossians 1. Colossians 1, 12. Paul says this to the church at Colossia, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us. Don't miss this. Once we're saved, he delivers us from the power of darkness. Hmm. Ponder on that for a minute. Chew your cud with that one. He has delivered you the moment you were saved from the power of Satan and his forces. You've been delivered from it. He's given you the authority to walk away from it. He's given you, you know, the ability to walk away. Let's read on. You, you know, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and he has translated us to the kingdom of his dear son. You're no longer under the power and authority of Satan, folks, once you're saved. You no longer have to do what he tells you to do. You have the authority to say, just like Jesus, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me. 
Jesus has given you that right. He's given you that authority. So what this means for the believer is that your spirit has been made alive through Jesus Christ. You have been raised with him as part of his body, and you have been seated with him in heavenly places. And because Christ has been raised above all principalities, above all power, above all might, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father in a place of authority, we too, by his power, you can't miss that, by his power, and by his authority, have authority to rise above all principalities, all powers of the darkness, all might of Satan and his forces. You have that ability. You have that ability. But are you using it? Are you like that big cockroach done rolled over your, your back with your legs straight up in the air? Giving up. Let me close with this. Right now, we, we physically walk on the earth, but our spiritual uh, position in the family of God is sitting at Jesus' side, at the right hand of the Father, and walking boldly on the authority that he gives us here in this physical life. Look at here. You can use that authority here on earth because your place is in the body of Christ. You can use that authority. He's raised above all them principalities. You have to, if you so choose to. You know, when Jesus sent out the 70 disciples, we remember when he brought 70, he said, okay, you guys get on out there. Get out there and share the kingdom of God with the people. Get out there and, and tell the people about the kingdom of God, which is the same, you know, command we have today. Now, I want you to notice something about these guys, okay? When Jesus said, get out there and share the kingdom of God. In, 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 in Luke chapter 10, we're told this. And the 70 returned. Oh, don't miss this. The 70 returned again with joy. You know, it's always joy when we get out there and do what God has to, told us to do, okay? They returned with joy saying, oh, don't miss this. They was excited. People accepted their message of the kingdom. They were excited. But you know what they were excited about the most? And here's the way people are. They wasn't so excited about the people accepting the news of the kingdom. Here's what they were excited about. Even the dev devils are subject to us by thy name. That's what excited them. That they was able to say, get thee behind me, Satan. And Satan would get behind them. You know, get on out of here, you know, devils. You know, every barrier he threw up, they was able to crash right through it because of the authority that Jesus had given them. So he says in verse 18, and he said to them, <laughs> Jesus said, you know, yeah, I've seen Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Now, there's different ideas on what that means. But here's what I think it means. I think Jesus was saying, yeah, every time y'all told him to get thee behind me, I, I just seen Satan's feet kicked out from under him. Now, look at this. Behold, I give you power. Who, who, where'd the power come from? Jesus. I give you power. Okay? I give you power over the enemy. I give you power to tread on serpents, on scorpions, and over anything the enemy can throw your way. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now look at verse 20. Notwithstanding, in this you rejoice not. Okay? Don't rejoice in the fact that the spirits are subject to you. 
don't come here high-fiving one another and wanting to high-five me because all the spirits were subject to you. You know, don't do that. He says, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And I think not only was, should they rejoice because their names was written in heaven, I think they should rejoice because all those people who accepted the message name was in heaven. Don't come here high-fiving me because the spirits fell at your command. That's the way I see it. <laughs> in East Texas, that's the way I would have paraphrased it if I was to write it. Don't come here wanting to high-five me because all them spirits, you know, you had power over them. Rejoice, guys, because your name is written in heaven. Yes, you have authority over Satan. Yes, you can say, get thee behind me, Satan, and that is good. But our focus needs to be on sharing the kingdom of God with a lost and dying world, and that's what we should rejoice over. That's what we should rejoice over. Look, as a believer, Jesus has given you authority not to boast or to brag about it, Rather, to carry the message of the kingdom to a lost and dying world. Therefore, why not cho choose to use it? Come on, guys. It's been given to you if you're truly saved. If you're truly saved, that authority has been handed over to you. To do what the disciples did here, you know. The devils were subject to them. Why not use it? Quit rolling over playing dead. Because the enemy has convinced you that you have no authority, have no power over his temptations. You have authority over Satan now. You have the same authority, the same ability, the responsibility and position of the early church that they had immediately following, you know, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his ascending to the Father. Look, Jesus expects you and me to use that power. He's made it available He's given it to you. Why not use it? Why not use it? He has made it available in his name while we do his work here on this earth. That is great power in his name, folks. Why not use it? Why not use it? You know, if I was to, um, if I'll use old Kenneth here, the preacher-looking dude. Everybody says he looks like a preacher. If I was to give Kenneth a Lamborghini, uh, y'all know Pam's eyes just lit up. Ain't going to happen. This is just hypothetically. But if I was to give him a Lamborghini, this is yours. This is yours. He put it in the garage and never took it out. Never sat behind the wheel. That would be kind of ridiculous, wouldn't it? Now, some may say, well, he, he may wreck it if he gets it out. No, no. I've given him a Lamborghini. He's put it in the garage, shut the garage door, never to go back and look at it again. That hasn't benefited him one bit. Look at here. If you're saved this morning, God has given you authority. Don't stick it in your closet somewhere and shut the door and let it stay there while you're being defeated in spiritual warfare on a daily basis. That, that's just foolishness, folks. That's just foolishness. Getting all beat up every day of your life when you have available to you all you need to be victorious. Wow. 
but yet our churches are full of people just like that. Look, if you're here this morning and you've never been saved, you've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, come into your heart, save yourself, and you want to begin serving him, listen to me. You don't have the authority to say no to Satan. That's why you're always giving in. That's why you're always being defeated. That's why you're always, any temptation he dangles out there in front of you, you're like a bass that hits that purple worm, okay? If you want the ability, the authority, the power to say no to Satan, it only comes through Jesus Christ. And it only comes when you make him Lord and Savior of your life. Here in just a moment, we're going to have a song of invitation. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, I'm going to invite you to come. We're not going to do anything to embarrass you. We've got an ca- officer counselor that will just take you in one of these rooms and share the word of God with you and get you to the cross of Calvary. Sign you up in the army of God. Let him issue you all the armor you're going to need to fight Satan on a daily basis. And then receive that authority to say no to him. Child of God, if you are saved, you know you're saved. And you say, well, why am I always getting beat up? <laughs> why, why, why is it I can never seem to win these battles? Go to your closet or your dresser drawer or your safe, wherever it is that you've put that authority aside. Get it out. Dust it off and begin winning some battles in your life. Let's pray.